What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. The low self-esteem really started to peak in my college years because I would chase relationships so bad y'all like I would run them down like I felt like if I could get a man to be with me then I would be worthy I would feel worthy because again I did not have my father in my life so I never experienced a guy's love genuinely unconditionally so I felt like in order to feel love I needed a man (laughs) I needed it okay so Throughout college, I felt like that. Throughout my early 20s, I felt like that. And guess what happened? I never ended up in, like, a healthy, happy relationship. I had experiences, but, like, never ended up in one. And I believe that was because God is like, you have to find that love first within me and then within yourself. Yo, party people, it's Ashley of SingleWomanChronicles.com, where being single is a beautiful choice rather than a miserable circumstance. And today's episode is brought to you by my book, How to X Your Ex, A Guide to Getting Past Unhealthy Relationships. It's time that It's time to end the agonizing cycle of unhealthy relationships. Most people struggle with breakups because they just don't know how to start the healing process. How to X Your Ex is a step-by-step guide on moving past unhealthy relationships. Renew your strength and find happiness by walking away from relationships that no longer serve you. Learn how to stop the overwhelming thoughts of your ex, get rid of the feelings of regret and shame, eliminate the crushing feelings of rejection, be at peace with your decision to leave, and be hopeful that there's better there's a better person out there for you. Get the book right now at amazon.com, books on Google Play, Apple Books, as well as Audible if you do not like to read but you are a listener. Okay, you guys. Today I want to speak on how God healed my brokenness because I've been getting getting a pretty good amount of DMs on people just asking me um just about their personal situation and the common thread in these questions have been just they're feeling broken they're feeling confused in a relationship they feel bad about something something internal is bothering them so I just want to speak on my personal journey on how that was me and how I overcame through my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ (laughs) and yeah so before I was saved before I really took God seriously. I was a mess, okay? <laughs> I was, I I'll call myself BC me. Before Christ me was raggedy, okay? I had very low self-esteem. I had very low self-worth. I was envious. I was, um, I lacked discipline. I was desperate. 
I did not love myself. I just didn't have a good self image. Like people around me swore I was beautiful, swore I was this and that, but I just did not see it. People would compliment me from time to time. I stayed self-sabotaging relationships because I did not feel like I was good enough to be in them. I felt like I had to constantly work for the approval and the affections of others that be men mostly, but also female relationships. I felt like I was, if I didn't get something, I would psych myself out. Like say I didn't get a job or something didn't failed, quote unquote, I would swear up and down that like, or I would just fake it. <laughs> I was very like, fake confident like it was all a facade like all a freaking facade and I would just be like oh whatever I'm still dope I'm still this and I was really hiding behind like the disappointment and I did not have the discipline to go for and fight for the things that I really want but because honestly to be successful like in my book in my journal get unstuck when life sucks I talk about failing forward and people like Michael Jordan, he got cut from his, he didn't make his basketball team first. People like Tyler Perry, they heard no, no so many times. Um, it's a lot of actors out here who hear no so many times. People like Sylvester Stallone, he heard, I hope I said that man name right. He heard no so many times before he actually got his blessing, but because of their discipline and their perseverance, that's what got them to where they wanted to be but I was just really raggedy when it came to discipline like I did enough just to get by but not enough to be great so definitely was I lack discipline but let's just start it over so I did not grow up in church um even though I am on fire for the Lord uh been celibate for uh almost six years I did not grow up in church, you guys. Actually, the enemy <laughs> wanted me up out the church. I'm telling y'all, from a child, I remember experiencing the most disgusting, judgmental church people of all time. Like, it started with Jehovah Witnesses because I have a family that's half Jehovah Witness and half Christian. So, like, Jehovah Witnesses, I remember this one story. I think I was, like, five or six. I may have been younger than that. I could have been, like, four. And I used to be with my aunts every summer and they were Jehovah Witnesses. And I remember one of them inviting me over with her daughter so we can hang out. And you know, Jehovah Witnesses, they don't cuss. They don't, you know, they pride themselves on like doing everything by the book. <laughs> but I went to her house and she was cussing up a storm. She was like all of this. And I knew this because my mama would used to cuss all the time. So I know what a cuss word was. So of course me, you know, kids be snitching. So when I got back home, um, back to my aunt, I'm telling her like, you know, miss such and such, I'm gonna call her miss Loretta. Cause I just like that. Miss Loretta be cussing. And she was like, Oh, that girl is lying on me. She this and she that and blah, blah, blah. And she basically said I was a liar and the truth wasn't in me. And I knew I wasn't lying. <laughs> so I never went to her house. Fast forward when it came to like Christianity, I remember I got invited to this um lock-in at the church by like a friend of mine and I had never been to a lock-in because again I didn't go to church so I met this lock-in and they have a talent show and I want to sing Monica I want to sing Monica the boy's mine because I'm like seven or eight at the time I need to sing Monica and they're looking at me judgmentally like oh yeah we don't do R&B songs and I'm like but it's Monica and, and Brandy 
I want to be Monica. <laughs> like, and they're just really judging me. So I just remember so many moments in my life where like when I was younger and I wanted to go to church, but religious people just turned me off. So I always say like my heart goes out to people who were church hurt, who grew up in church, because I know like, I feel like it's harder for them to actually develop a relationship with God because they see God through the eyes and the lens of religious people. And that's not the God of the universe. Like that is not the God you want to experience. So I can definitely see how people are turned off because at a young age, I'm like, yuck, what is that? But I, I was always hope. What? Let me see. What can I just describe myself as? I was always that kid that was kind of like, it could have been pride, but I really can't put my finger on what it was. But I was always that kid. Like if someone was rude to me or if someone did me wrong, I was like, Oh, whatever. I'll show them in the future. So it was always like, <laughs> that's how I, um, overcame a lot of childhood. Cause I was bullied. I, um, was, you know, growing up poor, like just couldn't, um, didn't fit in most of the time. So just throughout life, I was, when I was younger, I was always on some, like, when I get older, I'm going to show them I'm going to be a star. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. <laughs> so whatever. So throughout younger years, elementary, middle school, whatever, like I just was living my own life, just doing my thug dizzle. And then in college, um, when I started to kind of break out of my cocoon and get noticed and stuff. I still wasn't of God. Um, <laughs> I was just bumping my head all over the place. But this is when I noticed like the low self-esteem really started to peak in my college years because I would chase relationships so bad y'all. Like I would run them down. Like I felt like if I could get a man to be with me, then I would be worthy. I would feel worthy because again, I did not have my father in my life. So I never experienced a guy's love genuinely, unconditionally. So I felt like in order to feel love, I needed a man. <laughs> I needed it. Okay. So throughout college, I felt like that throughout my early twenties, I felt like that. And guess what happened? I never ended up in like a healthy, happy relationship. I had experiences, but like never ended up in one. And I believe that was because God is like, you have to find that love first within me and then within yourself. And yeah, I went on a journey. So when I was 24, um, I ended up getting saved and I got saved after it was funny because I was dating the church. So I started going to my church, which is Elizabeth Baptist church. When I was 22, I would go every Sunday and just listen, but I didn't really, I was going and listening and stuff, but I was still like outside. I worked at a club. I was drinking heavily. I was smoking hookah. Like I was wilding out. I was having sex all crazy all the time. Sex was a drug for me because I didn't do drugs. But like when I had sex, I felt good. And that was my high. Sex was a high for me. So I'm out here, but I'm still going to church. And then eventually when I was 24, I was like, okay, I'm kind of tired of doing this and I feel like God wants me to go deeper. So let me go ahead and get baptized. Okay. So I got baptized at 24, but I just want to say this. When you get baptized, that don't mean you can, and when you get saved, cause honestly getting baptized does not mean you're saved. Like you're saved when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and savior. Like 
That's when you're saved. When you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus died on the cross for your sins, that's when you're saved. Baptism is a sign that, okay, I'm about to walk this straight path, right? I was both of those. I believed, but at the same time, my sanctification process had not begun. So your sanctification process is becoming more like Jesus. So at 24, although I had gotten saved, I still was outside. I still was working at the club. I was still smoking hookah. I was still having sex. I was still outside. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I still had low self-esteem. I still felt like a man would complete me. I still felt all these things, even like though I had gotten saved. So I had to make the decision to go deeper. And that decision to go deeper came when I was like 20, I think 20, it was 2017 specifically. How old I was? I don't remember. I think like 27. <laughs> Y'all do the math. It's 2023 and I'm 33 now. So you subtract that and then you'll get how old I was when I finally started taking God seriously. So I came out of a really uh, toxic relationship that drained every part of my being. And so I started to focus on God. So I was like, okay, God, for real, I'm going to start focusing on you. So I went from being a babe in Christ to starting to grow up. You know, they say um, when you're a baby, you go on milk. And then I was searching for my meat. So in January of 2017, I started to really like pray every single day, listen to gospel. I didn't even like gospel music at first, but I started to listen to gospel, like really focusing on God. And then I joined a life group at my church. So when I joined this life group, it was mostly older people. And I love that because of like the maturity of them and just learning from them and gleaning from them. And I like went hard, y'all. When I'm telling y'all went hard, like I jumped head first. So I'm a very analytical person. So anytime I'm interested in something, I'm jumping head first and like learning everything I can know about it and researching. So I'm asking a million questions up front because I want to know what's up. So the head of the life group, his name is Minister Towns. I love him. He is amazing. He's an amazing man of God. And I loved him because his story wasn't like perfect. He didn't judge you or nothing. Cause he used to be like, listen, back in the day, one, I've been divorced Two, back in the day. I used to be crazy and I used to be a hothead and I used to have anger issues. Three, I used to smoke weed. I used to drink. I used to do all that. Like I know what, what you've been through. So I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I don't need no perfect person. <laughs> like I'm, I'm here with you dog. I'm here with you. So it was like amazing. So I came out of that relationship and I knew that I still wasn't where I wanted to be like confidence wise, discipline wise, like all of that stuff. Um, but I, I couldn't pinpoint exactly what it was. I just knew I wanted to change. Like, I don't know if you've ever been in that place in life where you're like, okay, listen, I'm thirsty and I'm hungry for something, but I just don't know what I'm thirsty and hungry for. And the only way to understand what I'm thirsty and hungry for is to really go to the creator. Whoever created me, I need to go to you. So that's when I really started my journey of prayer and just really diving into the book. Like I'm reading, reading, reading. So I show up to Bible study life group every week for a year straight. So finally, like I'm becoming a new person, like very fast because I'm really pursuing that. I want to tell you this. I want to talk about this. Like you can be going to church your entire life and not have a real encounter or walk with God. And then somebody can start going today and in six months be totally transformed it's about your commitment like if you seek god you will find god but it's about 
if you earnestly seek him. And I was earnestly seeking God. Like I was on the move y'all like for real, for real. And my life even changed. Like God started blessing me. Like I'm thinking about that now. Like because I was earnestly seeking God, like for real, for real, I wasn't seeking his hand. I was seeking his heart. My, my life changed. Like I was in flow. I was in abundance. Like I was out here y'all. Like I'm just happy for the Lord. <laughs> okay. And so God started showing me parts and pieces of myself like, hey, you know, we first need to deal with this sex thing. So the first thing God called me to do was celibacy. Like, we need to deal with this sex thing because sex right now is an idol for you. You use sex to feel better about yourself. No, let me fill that void. Let me, those, the reason that you are having sex is because you feel bad about yourself. You don't love yourself. You go into these dark places and you feel like sex is going to bring you out. No, let me bring you out. So that we was, talk about mental health a lot, but are you taking charge of your mental health journey? You already know I talk about going to therapy and how my therapist snatches my edges all the time, asking me questions that I would have never thought to ask myself, asking me questions that I've pondered on for years. <laughs> but I want that for you. I want growth for you. I want the best version of yourself because the only way to reach your goal, your potential, your destiny is to become the best version of yourself. And let that begin with therapy. So let's start with Talkspace. Talkspace has a promotion right now where you can get $100 off your first month. All you need is the code SPACE. Yes, S-P-A-C-E, SPACE. Click the link in the description box to get Talkspace right now today. Let's start 2023 off right. We out here. I already told y'all we out here. So get it right now. Click the link wherever you're listening. Spotify, Apple. It's in the description box. Even YouTube. Get it right now. $100 off. Like $100. That's a lot of money. Y'all better come get this. Come get this therapy. Come get this therapy. So that was the first thing I had to cut off. So my celibacy journey started. And it started in January of 2017. But I had a slip up in April of 2017. So I had to start over. So... <laughs> It officially started and was successful <laughs> April the 24th of 2017. And if you guys follow me, you know, I always celebrate my no sex anniversary um, in April. But anyway, so that's when that started. And then I started to realize like, okay, I lack self-love. I, I use men to make me feel better about myself. I don't know how to be alone. I am like, I did not know how to be alone. Like, when I would sit by myself and I didn't have anything to do, like, I would feel extreme anxiety. So I had to learn how to just sit with myself. I did not know how to sit with myself. And because anytime I was sitting with myself, I would get really upset. I would try to find a guy. I would go out. I would get drunk. I would numb myself, like, all of these things, right? So it was just a lot. So going through um, really being intense with God and really pursuing God, um, that was the first thing. So the, it was the sex, learning how to be by myself, not dating anyone, just really focused and whatever. So fast forward a year later, um, the leader of the group, Minister Town, started coming up to me talking about, you need to lead a life group. And I was like, me? Lead a life group? Because at this time, I'm still going out. I'm still drinking. Um, but I wasn't having sex. And I was dating here and there, but it wasn't it wasn't as bad as it was. Like I wasn't seeking approval from men. I just was dating because I wanted to date. Right. 
But he was like, no, you're going to lead a life group. And I'm like, do you know what I did last night? What are you talking about? Like, I'm not equipped to lead no life group. Is you crazy? Like, <laughs> I felt like Moses, when God came to him in a burning bush, like, hey, you're going to lead your people. Or I felt like Gideon, when God came to him in the... Uh, <laughs> Doctors take Field of Greens for their own health. Here's Dr. Ryan Green to explain. We're like you, too much fast food, not enough exercise. That's why I take Field of Greens. The fruits and vegetables in Field of Greens support my heart, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism for weight loss. And Field of Greens promises your doctor will notice your improved health or your money back. Get 15% off with promo code HEALTH at fieldofgreens.com. That's promo code HEALTH at fieldofgreens.com. Product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high-quality favorite feels great. But having a whole closet of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, you're sure to find your next closet go-to from American Giant. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code S-T-A-P-L-E, 2-0. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The wine press, like, in wherever he was, and he was like, hey, you mighty man of valor. And, and Gideon looking like, who you talking to? You can't be talking to me. Get somebody else to do it. And that's how I felt. But he kept being on my back about it. Like, you're going to be leader of a life group. You're going to be a leader of a life group. And I'm like, no, I'm not. So <laughs> he kept saying this and I'm like, are you crazy? I've really only been pursuing God for real for a year. You think I can lead some people? What? No. <laughs> so, so about three, four months later, God came to me and was like, yeah, you're going to lead this life group, but you're not going to lead it right now. I need to prepare you to lead this life group. So let me tell you what you're about to do. I need you to stop drinking, stop going to clubs, stop dating right now. Y'all understand how pissed I was? I was upset. Are you crazy? You want me to do all this? For what? To lead a life group that I don't even want to lead? Are you crazy? What is wrong with you? This is how I be talking. We be talking. So he's like, yeah. So I remember he told me this on like a Friday. I was mad. I was very angry. Um, but I still was like, okay, I'm going to do it. But I'm going to do it begrudgingly. And so I got drunk that weekend. I went out. Um... And I just was very pissy with God. And then I stopped on that Monday. And so for like a year, I'm not drinking. I'm not going out. I'm not dating. And it was very, very, very tough. And I really didn't understand why God was doing it. And um, I think I, honestly, I didn't get it until like now. <laughs> and this happened like three, four years ago. Um, God was basically... He was taking me deeper with him and he was showing me that I did not need all of those things in order to be okay with myself. Like I can be sober. 
also like God can be my sufficiency. So I recently we did um, a Bible study on the names of God and El Shaddai is one of them that means all sufficient. So God was showing me like I can provide all your needs like in all areas. So in this time, he was working on me with my pride. Okay, my pride has always been a big thing. And the reason my pride has always been a big thing is because I already told y'all when I was a little girl, I used to be like, I'll show them that was pride. But pride helped me for a long season of my life. But when you are trying to surrender your life to God, pride is not going to help you. It's going to hinder you because you need him to be in control. But pride tells you, no, I am in control. So God was showing me like, you have to let this driver's seat go. So he was humbling me. I'm going to tell you one way he humbled me, y'all. <laughs> so I started doing hair out of nowhere in 2017. And I it, it escalated quickly because I started making so much money that I moved from my home into a shop in like a month. Like it, it escalated quickly. And so I'm in the shop. I'm making like $1,500 a week. And... At this point, I'm like, I'm balling. So I get into a car accident. Cars total. Now, I prayed that God totaled my car because I was upside down in that car and I wanted a new one. But I needed God to reset it because I had got gap insurance and God, he paid it. So <laughs> I, wa I wanted the accident to happen, but I didn't want it to happen when it happened. And I also didn't want to wait that long to have to get a new car. So I get into this car accident. Cars totaled lawsuit. I don't know if you've ever been in a lawsuit. So that takes a minute. So in the midst of me waiting on a car, I wasn't going to buy a car because whatever the settlement amount was, I was going to use that money to put a down payment on a new car because I wanted a low car note. Right? So mind you, again, I'm making $1,500 a week. Um, that's what 6,000 a month. So that's pretty good. Like I'm, I'm out here. I'm, I'm good. Like I'm good in the hood and some weeks I make more than that. So I'm, I'm straight like financially. Right? But I didn't, um, I'm like, let me get like a little hoopty just to get around. So I ended up buying this 1997 Toyota Camry with like a discolored door on the <laughs> passenger side. <laughs> and I'm driving this bad boy around. Mind y'all, I have enough money to like go and get a new car. But I felt like it was a humbling experience because it's like, I'm driving around in this car. People looking at me when I'm driving this car, but I'm like still making money. I'm good. But like... It was God saying, like, your cars, your material possessions, they don't make you. And it humbles you. I remember, okay, this is another one. I remember going on a date with this guy. And he was telling me about how his baby mama was, like, broke. And she just didn't want to work and all of this and all of that. And she, he just didn't want no chick who was broke and had to, like, do this and do that. So um, I remember he walked me to my car and he walks me to this hoopty and I could tell immediately he started judging me and in my mind I'm thinking like this is why you in the situation you in because you judging by the appearance and you're not judging by the reality and by the heart because I'm pretty sure I probably make more money than I know I'm making more money than your baby mama because you telling me she don't work I probably make more money than you <laughs> but you judging me off of the car that I'm driving okay sir miss your blessing that's fine but it was a humbling experience because it's like I, I just have to live in this moment and just let the people who are supposed to be here be here and the people who aren't just not. So it was just a long period and I went through that for like, whew, like, uh, it took two years 
for me to get my settlement money to get my new car. You hear what I'm saying? Two years that I had to drive that car. And that wasn't the only thing going on, but, like, that was a big humbling experience for me because, you know, the inner you want to be, like, I'm out here balling. Like, I want my ride, my whip to match what I'm making. But it's like, why? Like, why are you trying to prove stuff to man? Like, you've spent your entire life trying to prove stuff to other people to prove that you're good enough. Why can't you just be good enough with who you are? Regardless, like, if you walked out here with a paper bag on your body, why does that not make you good enough? So that was like crazy. And so like throughout those years, um, I ended up a year later, I ended up leading my first Bible study that I started in 2019, 2018. Was it 2018 and 2019, 2017? One of them. <laughs> I, started, I think it was 2019 when I started leading my first Bible study. And I felt, I knew I was prepared because of all that quiet time and that sober time I spent with God. I eventually started like going out and drinking again. Um, it was against God's will, but I was tired. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so throughout all of this, a lot of the times, I'll say this, a lot of times we don't understand God because his ways are above our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. And Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, one of my favorite scriptures, this is the scripture of my current season. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, lead not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. I did not understand why God was taking me through that particular season until after I was out of it. I have a sticky note on my mirror that says, don't judge a season while you're in it. I did not understand why God is telling me you need to drive this car, even though you make this amount of money. You need to cut out alcohol, drinking, whatever, whatever. Um, and I got the rest. Because I'm thinking in my mind, like, first of all, God, I'm praying for a husband. Second of all, God, I'm praying for greater and I'm praying that you will, you know, advance my writing career, my blog, and things of that nature. Because that's always been the dream. Like, that's still the dream. I'm still waiting on that. Why are you making me do this other stuff. It doesn't make sense. Like, why? But I can tell you why. Do you understand the things that did come from that season? Now, I'm okay with being alone. Like, I used to track how long I used to, like, I was single. I used to, like, count the days. Like, I've been single this long and this many hours and this many minutes. I have been without. I haven't dated anyone in this... I was just so focused on that and just so whatever. Now, I don't care. I recently, <laughs> I just thought about it. I was like, dang, you've been single for six years? I literally just thought about it. Like, I've dated people, but like single, single. But it doesn't rule my life. Like, I don't think of, it's, it's not something I ruminate on. Like, and it took a minute to get to this place. Two, I feel worthy. Like, I have very high self-esteem now. Like, what? People can say things to me, it bounces off me because I'm like, what are you talking about? That's not me. But I'm very accountable because I know myself. So when you, that's another thing that's super increased, my self-awareness. Listen, when you know yourself, somebody can come into your life and tell you something that is not aligned with who you are and you can be quick to be like, no, I don't agree with that because I know that's not me. Like, you can tell me one thing, like my friends, they know me well enough to know like, hey, you deal with this. I can tell you one thing about myself that's still a flaw and I'm still struggling with it, and maybe one day God will deliver me from it. I am a leaper of conclusions. 
Okay. I will leap to a conclusion. You know how Patrick, that meme with Patrick doing that, um, <laughs> that toe touch that, uh, I forgot what you call it when he's leaping, but his legs are like wide. That's me leaping to conclusions. Cause I'm an overthinker. So I put my foot in my mouth a lot because I'd be overthinking and I'd be assuming things, but I know that about myself. <laughs> like I will not deny that. Cause I, I, I know that's what I'd be doing. But when it comes to, I had a guy tell somebody that I was stuck up. What? No, I'm not. <laughs> you sound dumb. No, I'm not. Like nothing about me. Like I am very down to earth. So that it's like whatever. So increasing my self-awareness. But the great thing about self-awareness is you know your areas for improvement so you can work on them. So he increased. He helped me to uh, be alone and be content and be okay with just being by myself. He helped me get rid of my addiction to sex for sure. We definitely talk about that. Um, cause I mean, I've been celibate for almost six years now. <laughs> like it's crazy. Never thought now I can say if I would have known it would have been this long, I, I, I would have started, but I'm here now. Three, he helped me with my self-awareness Four, he helped me with my humility Five, he helped me judge a man by the heart and not the appearance. Six, self-esteem is on high. Worthiness is on high. Like, I definitely understand that I don't find my worth in exterior things. I don't put my worth in external things. Now, I'm not fully 100% there because I do still struggle with, like, worthiness when it comes to, like, career and success. But when it comes to, like, cars, homes, men, approval, looks, I don't, I'm not... Like, still, I'm still that girl when I wake up. Like, what are you saying? I can have a paper bag walking outside. I'm still that girl. What are we talking about? Um. So, yeah. So, that was how God really healed my brokenness. And I didn't understand what I was going through, honestly. I'm like, God, you ain't healing nothing. You ain't doing nothing. <laughs> like, legit, we be feeling like God ain't doing nothing. Like, hey, bro, you ain't doing nothing. What is you doing? You just telling me to give up a whole bunch of pointless, useless stuff. And then years later, when you look back, you're like, oh, that's what I had to give that up. Okay. So, so that's how God healed my brokenness. Um, I often hear men and women compliment me on my wisdom. Um, they're like, yeah, you're wise beyond your years. I've heard this from older people, younger people, whatever, but that's just because of my journey and the experience I've went through. It has not been easy. It has not been easy. It has not been easy. I'm gonna keep saying it. It has not been easy. It's still not easy. It is very hard. Um, but I have the discipline and the self-control to get through it and I'm still growing. Um, but I'm just giving hope to people today because of all the people asking me questions about brokenness. Like if you don't have a relationship with God, like I really can't tell you how to fully mend it. Now I can give you all the tips in the world. I can tell you go to therapy because I've been to therapy and I love therapy, but therapy was only a portion. Like if it was a hundred percent, God was 60, 70, 60 to 70. Therapy was only 30 to 35, 40. Like, but God was always more because God is the one who even led me to therapy, right? So I, it's hard for me to fully tell you how to heal from brokenness without God because that is my journey. That is my life. Um, He pulled a lot of things and he can see from a point of view that we can't. Like he has a bird's eye view. So you can only see certain things within yourself and you logically are like, okay, if I do X, Y, and Z, I can fix X, Y, and Z. But God is like, nah, that's not how you fix that. You actually fix that like this. 
because we don't fight flesh and blood. We fight spiritual battles. Like that's what it is. So yeah, my journey of healing has been strongly <laughs> through God and through Jesus. Okay. Like I could not be this content, confident person. And that's another um, thing that I hear. Now it's a gift and a curse because a lot of men, <laughs> um, say that I come off like I'm in a relationship and I think that's just the confidence and contentment that I have in being single. I'm like, okay, well, maybe that's not why I'm, that's why I'm not getting approached by as many people, but that's okay because I don't want the wrong people approaching me or whatever. But anyway, so, but I did get approached today by, in the gym by one of my gym crutches, y'all. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I got to tread lightly on that because I don't want my gym to not be peace. Because listen, I need peace in my gym now. Amen. But anyway, <laughs> I went on that tangent, but whatever. So <laughs> I just want to say like, just the confidence, the certainty, the sure of myself. Um, I'm going to talk about this on my story time, but one of my, uh, well, really the only verbally abusive relationship I've been in when, when I was 20. And I, I'm not going to say he's a bad person. Um, I just feel like, hurt people hurt people and I, I feel like he hurt me because he was battling his own stuff i feel like he's still battling his demons but <laughs> they ain't got nothing to do with me because we're not friends but um he would tell me all the time well he didn't tell me but uh, in his verbal abuse like he would just say like really mean things but a lot of it was just about like my lack of confidence and whatever whatever and like a few years ago we reconnected and we talked and he was just like the woman that you are today is the woman I always wanted you to be when I was dating you. Like, you're so sure of yourself. You're so confident. And I know that I owe that all to God. And I didn't realize when he was telling me to lead the Bible study, get in my word or whatever, like, that was going to do it. Like, I thought, you know, saying the affirmations are amazing. Going to therapy are amazing. Journaling, all of those things are amazing. But honestly, when you can't, find your love in something that is not tangible, it's still going to be harder to build that self-worth, that self-confidence, that self-esteem. So I just tell you today, like, um, that's who healed my brokenness. And honestly, I just want to say a prayer for anyone, um, who may be struggling with their worth, who may be struggling with their self-esteem, who may be struggling with their life or their guidance or direction and they feel lost lost i want to say a prayer for you today i usually don't end my podcast in prayers but today that's what i'm gonna do so by your heads <laughs> okay dear heavenly father i just i want to take my time to just speak to the person that's listening to this podcast or who was watching this podcast today and they felt lost for a while they felt like they've been lacking something for a while. They felt heartbroken for a while and they have been wondering how to heal it. They have searched far and wide on different ways to heal it. But today I just want you to draw them near to you, Lord. I want you to show them that you can be El Shaddai. You are El Shaddai in their life. You are all sufficient, Lord. And anything that they need, that they can find it in you right now, Lord. They can come boldly to your throne as they are right now. They don't need to be perfect. They don't need to have it all together. Honestly, you love when our brokenness meets you because you said that you would be near to the brokenhearted. You also said that when we are weak, you are strong, Lord. So right now, if they are broken, I ask that you 
call them right now, Lord. You make it plain in their life right now, Lord, that you are who they have been looking for. You are what they have been thirsting for because they have been confused for a while. They've been hungering for something. They've been searching for something and they have not been able to find it. But today I ask that you show them that you are what they've been looking for. You are who they have been looking for, Lord. And I just ask that you draw them near to you today and just allow them not to be fearful, not to feel shame, not to feel guilt. You are not of any of those things. If they feel shame, guilt, that is from the enemy. That is not from you. If they feel judged, that is not from you. If they feel unworthy, that is not from you, Lord. So just cultivate them, Lord. Give them feet that will stand and walk close to the throne, Lord. And you will lead them and you will guide them, Lord. And I love you, Lord, today. And I just ask that anyone listening to this knows that you are loved unconditionally. You were worthy. You were born worthy before he formed you in your mother's womb. He knew you, Lord. He knew you, ladies. He knew you, gentlemen, who are listening to this podcast today. And he still loves you and he still knows you, Lord. And he's just calling you to his throne today, right now. So if you are answering that call, all you have to do is believe in your heart and confess with your lips that you believe that Jesus Christ, your Lord, died on the cross for your sins and you will be saved. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. All right, y'all till next time. Bye.